welcome back to Word Up with Danny Katz. I am your host, Danny Katz. I am an author, journalist, and a quantum languaging coach and consultant. What that means is that I teach people how language programs consciousness, how language programs reality at large, and how to transform reality and evolve our consciousness with language. I've also been known to cultivate and share an opinion or two or 12 about culture and consciousness and how they are evolving, devolving, and being manipulated by the powers that were. Here at Word Up, we are devoted to fostering critical thinking while supporting you in becoming your most authentic, empowered, liberated, realized, amazing version of yourself. Our every show aims to expand your consciousness, raise your frequency, sharpen your critical thinking skills, and make you giggle. (laughs) And think. Given the radical uptick in censorship over the past few years, combined with the complete co-opting slash decimation of my own personal industry, journalism, I started Word Up to have a free speech-friendly platform in which to engage exploratory, solutions-based conversations with visionaries, mystics, original thinkers, and rebel badasses who are helping to make the world more wonderful. The first half of my interviews run between 30 to 90 minutes and are always posted here for free public listening. The second halves are reserved for paid supporters on my Patreon and my Locals platforms, where for as little as $5 a month, you can access all of my second half conversations along with oodles of other bonus content and opportunities to drop in with me, to drop in with our High Vibe tribe, and lots of other awesome things. In addition to interviews, Word Up also features quantum languaging upgrades, planetary service announcements, and propaganda analysis, which I call Spot the Propaganda. Thank you so much for tuning in and for sharing your sacred attention with me and our high vibe tribe of change makers. Be sure to click that subscribe button so you can stay abreast of our every episode. Thank you for also clicking the like button, for sharing far and wide, and for leaving some kind words as a review as you are authentically inspired. As well, if you are gleaning any value whatsoever from these shows, consider supporting me on Locals and or Patreon. And as you are wanting to learn more about my quantum languaging coaching and consulting services or nab copies of my books, find me on dannycats.com as well as on quantumlanguaging.com. Okay, I think that's it for our housekeeping. Buckle up and prepare to enjoy this episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. Is this my sound source? Uh, I can hear it. I can hear that. Great. Awesome. Fabulous. Sorry I'm late. I was sorting out astrology charts. Whose charts? Or what charts? The uh, fake I, I cast a lot of charts. Every... I love that you do charts for events. Well, I'm a mundane astrologer. Thousands upon thousands of charts for events. And now UFOs, 
I mean, we're calling them UFOs. Fucking bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> fucking, fucking bullshit outrage. UFOs. Did you hear um, the like military defense department guy let it slip that they were balloons? <sighs> Oopsie. <laughs> so what was yeah? No, when when was that? I, I didn't hear that. Um, they covered it on on yesterday's No Agenda, but that there that, like the Defense Department press conference, they had like the the spokes hole saying, "Oh, it's an object. We can't say what it was." And then this like military commander comes on next, and he's like, "The balloons, the balloons." Mm. <laughs> yeah, they're probably launching them from like Anchorage. Probably. Yeah, uh, do you think this is going to be the next big op, the fake alien invasion? No, well, uh, it's it's very complicated. There's a lot going on, and I, I think that it's a diver- I think it's diversionary. Oh, you think? <laughs> and, and I've been, um, you know, I was talking about this six months ago. For right now, that there would be diversionary tactics. Um, and you know, they've got the world's largest dioxin spill ever in Ohio. Not to mention that that happened just after the Noah Bumbach movie came out about a chemical spill from a train. In Ohio. Right. Well, that's <laughs> very Three Mile, that's very three mile Islandish. The film. Um, oh, God, what, there was a there was a film that basically predicted the Three Mile Island scenario that came out about a week before the, the movie. I mean, it's how the script always seems to go. But there's no way they could have coordinated that because films take so long to make. I completely disagree. They're they're operating with a different timeline. These things are planned so far in advance. But you don't think you think Three Mile Island was deliberately done, or you think it was know. really? I don't know enough about it. Okay, I know a lot about it. Okay, break it down. And are we on the air now? Are we in the interview? I have an hour. Okay. Uh, a little more. We, we can save it for another time. We don't say time. hello. We don't do a proper introduction. Hi, my I name is Eric Coppolino. Nice to meet you. This is Danny Katz. Welcome to my program. No, I skip all of those because they're stressful. <laughs> so oh. I. Okay, well, I. My I, podcast anyway. is devoid of those. I'll, re- I'll record it afterwards. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. so very, very briefly, regarding Three Mile, Three Mile Island, that was an actual bona fide nuclear accident. And the China syndrome, films take five to 10 years to make. So there's no way you could time the release of a film with a nuclear accident unless the accident was not an accident. Well, but mean, there's no indication. Why would they blow up one of their own nuclear power? Why would they have a malfunction? Listen, I don't think everything is a conspiracy, okay? Let's get that out of the way. Okay. There are things that happen in this world. And when you study enough of them, as I have showed you I, I study the astrology and then I have I do deep research into every event yep and I track the history of events sometimes over 30 40 50 years and one of my specialties is nuclear events okay that was an actual nuclear accident there was a plant malfunction and it just so happened that that a film describing a very similar event came out within weeks of that malfunction i think there's higher principles operating than conspiracy i agree i'm with you i don't think that everything is a conspiracy but i also default more and more to 
I don't understand how this reality construct actually works. I don't understand what the simulation actually is. So I rule nothing out at this. We know that there are synchronicities. We know that there are synchronicities. And so this, this train, nobody, I don't think anyone wants to derail a train with 14 tankers of vinyl chloride. I don't know. I mean, in this moment, anything that's going to give them emergency powers, anything that's going to allow them to murder vast swaths of the population, I think is high up on their list, on their to-do list. Right. And I'm cautious of they. You know, I really, you know, journalism consists of who, what, where, when, and why. Yes. And so I, I proceed on the principles of journalism above all else. So I have a strict regulations for when I decide something is or is not so. Okay. And I have seen all kinds of things happen in this world. And so it's not as if um, I'm like uh, gazing from afar or kind of armchair traveling. Um, and, I, and I think that it's, it's, it's very important to hold the possibilities open and not come to conclusions quickly about things or to assume every last thing is part of a, a part of a grand plan. I think it's I think it's a dangerous assumption, and, it, and and other people can make it. They're called conspiracy theorists. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm an investigative journalist. I've earned my press credentials, uh, and I am held to the standard of what I can actually verify and document. And I'm allowed to make comments that, that are potentially speculative, but I, I I avoid that as much as I can. And I and I take the same uh, approach in my astrology as well. Um, Right. So I'm, I'm not speculating in my astrology either. My astrology is grounded in facts, facts from the chart, facts from history, facts that we know from 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 events. You know, where where various patterns um, fit in. Um, and um, we, we, we have to stop and say when tra- 14 train cars, among others, derail and, and they they burn up, that was a conscious decision to burn. 14 cars of vinyl chloride. And I think if we, if we, whomever say, oh, this is part of a grand plan, it came out at the same time as the movie. This is avoiding a lot of very important facts about the history of dioxin, the history of organic chlorine compounds, the, the lack of regulation of organic chlorine compounds, the lack of regulation of railroads, the lack of safety implementation in railroads, because it's very much a shortcut just to say, oh, well, terrible. They did this. This is what they're doing. It is it's satisfying in some way. It's pornographic, I think, in, in a way. But it is it to me as a as a journalist who must lead inve- other investigators. And be subject to the scrutiny of the entire world. On terms that I have set. I've set these terms that I work on. I have defined journalism. Uh, on in, on my terms, right? So, well, I have to play by the rules that I have set. And the rules that I have set say, you have a dioxin spill, you start to look for dioxin. You start to look for, you have a chlorine spill. This is basically a chlorine spill. You, you ascertain all of the available facts and you look at the, at the government response. There really is no need to um, come up with a um, a, a theorized uh, gr- grand plan. Uh, I think that if we just look at the chlorine issue, which has not been in the news for decades, right? This is the first time 
since the 1990s that dioxin is in the news. Mm -hmm. That's 30 years. We have not had any reported dioxin incident, any discussion of dioxin regulation. This is this is my field. This is my primary journalistic field. Well, this just fits the pattern of all the other dioxin incidents. Well, and I think that's the point. And I, you know, I honor your integrity as a journalist. And I, I do know that this is your specialty. And I don't think they cancel one another out. I think noticing the pattern that Hollywood will very often like give us a preview of the false flag to come doesn't negate the fact that we need to talk about train regulation, how we're handling toxic chemicals. I feel like they can go hand in hand. So I haven't for- looked, del- delved into this one, so I'm not qualified to speak. I'm just noticing the pattern of this movie comes out with like the hottest actor, the hottest director, like, you know, this is, a, everyone waits for the next Noah Bumbach movie, the next Adam Driver movie, the next Greta Gerwig movie. And I just think it's an interesting little quinky dink. That's it. Well. Right. So we, we so in journalism, we in the news department here call it a synchronicity. We 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 go to the limit of the facts. And it has happened before that a film and a very bad environmental disaster have coincided. And I have I'm I'm not I'm not speculating when I say that I thought this through many times. Uh, and, and I, I, I noted, and look, we're both astrologers. And so astrology recognizes that there is some higher order principle operating or some other reality wherein a film about a nuclear accident and a very similar nuclear accident would both be nuclear events. They would. They, so we're here to talk about half truths. And I, I want to say that you, you, I encourage those who are reading and who are working with me and whom I'm training uh, to be extremely judicious and conservative in your use of uh, interpretation of facts and stick to the facts. I see so much interpretation and so little respect for the actual facts of, of a situation, so little understanding of the of the facts of a situation. And regardless of how this happened, we have a very serious incident on our hands as as serious as a nuclear bomb going off these yeah. tanker cars are as serious and i i know from reading my fa- facebook comments that people don't even know what dioxin is right they don't. yeah so it, it is um, just it, now entering now the digital sphere really for the first time right because there has not been uh, a dioxin incident in the digital age, not a not a published one, and this is barely even being called that. One chemist, uh, one one chemist at um, Carnegie Mellon. Let me see if I can find this chart. One one chemist at Carnegie Mellon came out and said, "When you got chlorines burning in an in an, un, in an uncontrolled low temperature burn, you're going to have dioxins." I mean. And I think that it's, I think it's, uh, I think able to. Before ascribing responsibility, you know, before, you know, before moving to the theory stage of the discussion and saying, okay, what, 
what do the facts point to? The, the, the problem I have with almost all analysis and interpretation right now is that the, the analysis precedes the investigation of the fact pattern. Mm-hmm. And you don't know shit without the fact pattern. You can talk, you can blow farts out your ass with 5D and 4D and 3D and this level and that level and the other thing and that, and they, 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 and they. That's not an analysis of the fact pattern. So I'm saying, if you're interested in the truth, by truth, I mean observable, verifiable reality, which I assert exists for our purposes on this plane of reality, right? Every branch of physics works within its realm. So Newtonian physics works fine until you have to use quantum principles, mm-hmm. all right? Um, okay, so you need to know what frame of reference you're in. Mm -hmm. And I think what we're doing now, and I think that not we right now, I mean, we're challenging this right now, but I I think that what society in, particularly in the digital age and in all other ages too, but it's greatly amplified by the chaos of the digital age is um, to, uh, to, to draw conclusions without facts. Yeah. Therefore, Therefore, what goes in my notebook is movie came out this day. Do we have the time of the premiere? Okay. Train wreck came out this day. Do we? Okay. What are all the facts surrounding those events? And to withhold judgment. This is something people have a real hard time with here in the age of sex equals porno is intimacy. And withholding judgment until there are enough facts where you can say, well, the fact pattern could indicate this, the fact pattern could indicate that. Here's one reading of these facts. Here's another reading of these facts. Ooh, there was a movie. Who is said to have made the movie? What do we know about this movie? I love Maybe that it's... you're. I love that you're relating uh, withholding judgment to intimacy. I like how you you just wove those together. Well, the connection is so grounded, right? In my mind, the connection. Oh, we froze. Shite. You have audio on me? We good? Yeah, we're good. We froze, but we're back. Okay, and I can go to a more powerful router. Let's take a second and do that. We back. We're back. Okay, good. So, um, thanks for the pause. So, the the one way to view the digital realm is to compare the entire thing to pornography. It's all a bunch of gawkers who are not taking any risks in in their in their gawking. Okay. So once there's no risk involved, I'm not interested. Okay. Where's the risk? Where's the art? So you have a lot of people just belching ideas. And if you're re- reasonably good at rhetoric in some way, you maybe sound persuasive for 30 seconds and maybe you're cute, uh, you, you, will, you will immediately have people believing you. And it's much more difficult and much less popular to say we have got to reserve judgment on this till we actually know. So, for example, on establishing the whole truth of, of COVID, 
I held open the virus paradigm and the no virus paradigm for a full year till the virus paradigm had completely collapsed and there was absolutely nothing left. Mm-hmm. But th- that required some real discipline. As Rilke said, you have to stretch your body across the contradiction and yep. hold that space of contradiction to be sincere and to produce an honest result. Mm-hmm. And this is I- not a thing that we are doing right now. People just latch on to the thing that sounds cool. Well, you're doing it. And I think you're, you're, you're singular in that. And it's extremely respectful and shows a lot of restraint and integrity and journalistic ethics. So I I love that you're holding that for us. Well, I mean, I I, I do my best and it does require quite a lot of patience and uh, working very, very, very long hours to get to the bottom of things. I mean, we spent the weekend working on the ufo story okay right the so-called ufo story and um obviously we we knew this was a diversionary event but then we started to get into what it was diversionary of and um in, in addition to it being speaking as an astrologer diversionary of whatever is happening in march when you look at what's going on right now they have the the world's most the, the it has to be the world's i largest dioxin plume. I know the history of dioxin. It's not that long. Um, and it's not that it doesn't go back. It goes back to maybe the 1940s. And that's not that's not very long in terms of, of history. And then there's a, a buildup of, uh, we are told, a buildup of half a million uh, troops that are basically getting ready to move in and slaughter Ukraine. Oh, wait, where did you hear this? I heard the, wait, wait, wait. Okay. I've been reading it. I've just read it a, no, a number of places now i don't have uh, spy satellites so sad to say we'll have eventually we'll have the planet waves fm satellite we can move it over the russian ukrainian border or belarus or whatever but this is what this is what is being said so i had heard queen ursula making an announcement that made it seem like they were winding the war down but i'm wondering because and again like i want to respect how much effort you and your team are putting into this but as far as what they're distracting us from the last two weeks have been like so much really important news the nord stream pipeline the veritas pfizer thing uh So, I mean, is is there something else that we're, you think it's the Ukraine thing is the main distraction? No, I, I don't. I don't think so. But I, not the main not the main distraction. And it's hard to say. The thing is that we live in this era where we are confronted with everything all at once every day. And no one no one has the capacity to sort it out. No, I mean, it's not even human or, or minimal, you know, I mean, there's also like the satanic church partnering up with the pro-abortion thing and now they're doing these like satanic abortion i mean there's so many things going on and it's by design i mean nasa put out a document in 97 saying that this was their plan was to overwhelm the public with so much media and so much information that it was literally impossible for the brain to hold on to it yeah yeah and so you know one of the things that i do is i have to hold all this stuff at, you know, at, at the same time, I mean, it's one reason why, you know, these are, these are just charts from like December 2022. And these, these are all, 
you know, well-worked charts. Like these are all charts that come with these. I'm not just printing these out on a computer. I'm merging right. multiple sources of information and refining my, my searches down. But this is, I don't believe at all a uh, astrology cannot point to conclusions. I think astrology can hint and, and help describe th things and tell you where to look for information and um, give, uh, give suggestions. I spent all day Saturday working on the chat GPT chart. We were able to get a launch time of chat GPT. So I thought, okay, th this all began with in, in late Jan July, July 22, I said, all right, Mars square and Neptune, there's going to be a series of diversionary events that ramp up toward the end of the year, continue into March, that then give way to something much larger synchronous with Pluto changing signs for the first time in 15 years, Saturn changing signs the first time in three years, and Mars changing signs for the first time after its retrograde in Gemini. Mm -hmm. Even on its own, any one of those things would be a big deal. Right. Particularly with Mars going over the Aries point, one Cancer, right? Okay, and there's a lot waiting. There's a lot of planets waiting there to take transits from Mars right now. Okay. There's a whole clusterfuck going on in the first, like, eight degrees of Capricorn. Okay. All right. So, um, we, so we started to go on a search for what, what was the divert, what, what are we being diverted from? Mm -hmm. And, and the, uh, the chat GPT, first of all, I finally got into the thing and uh, started asking it questions mm -hmm. and, and, and was, you know, it's not that special, uh, but it's not that special now, but it, it could easily, I didn't think Google was that special when I saw the first one in 1998, it came out in uh, mid 1998 and it looked like a joke. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, you know, so I'm like, all right, there's something going on here with chat GPT. Chat GPT falls within the window it falls within the window of opportunity for these um, diversionary events and also subversive events to, to happen. So, and then by by last night, one o'clock, you know, 11, 12 at night, we're putting together the extent of, of what it means that, that, that 14 tanker cars were bl blown up containing vinyl chloride. And, and you have to be you basically have to be like part organic chemist and part toxicologist to understand how serious this is um, because dioxin is measured in parts per trillion in the, in the blood, right? Not a percent, not a part per thousand or part per million or part per billion, but part per trillion and small increases. We all have, we all carry like between seven and 11 parts per trillion in our adipose tissue. Okay. And this is enough to cause all kinds of huge problems and is, I think, um, a, a causative layer synchronous with the digital environment that is equally toxic. So if you're looking for root causes of this complete insanity that we're living through, there are going to be background sources, right? And nobody likes to look in the background. Everyone wants to look at the dancing skeleton on the stage because it's so cool. It's a it's a naked dancing skeleton. 
Hey, superstars, thank you so much for sharing your sacred attention with me. If you are receiving any value whatsoever from my videos, I am encouraging you to give back, to pay it forward by supporting me on my Patreon community, on my locals community, on both. Your support allows me to keep on keeping on and to keep making content like this. It used to be much easier back in the days of a free press, but now given all of the censorship and the shadow banning, it really is challenging for content creators to continue to put out so much work. I'll just speak for myself. It's been, I'm excited for it to be easier for me to continue to put out more content and the primary way that it can be easier is by you supporting me financially by way of my Patreon and or my locals, where for as little as $5 a month, you get to be my hero and receive oodles of bonus content, and we both get to win. Okay, thank you so much for your support, for your attention, and for being Omniscopic Amazingness. The background's the meat. Like when I'm on Wikipedia, I'm just on the footnotes. That's, That's what the I way read. to read Wikipedia. <laughs> but but I, I read for things like, oh, quickly, give me a diagram of a hexane molecule. Like, you know, so that's what, but the other way is, yeah, you've got to be seeing what they're sourcing everything to. Right. And, and people should be reading Wiki, Wikipedia pages on subjects where they have expertise and evaluating those pages as well uh, as as the others, I I understand there are people who still believe that wi reading Wikipedia constitutes doing research. <laughs> That's adorable. It's adorable, and there are professors who ban Wikipedia. But the way to get around that is you follow footnotes and you cite the footnotes. You don't cite Wikipedia. Right. What the fuck is Wikipedia? Y you know, it's open source, but it provides an interesting framework. <laughs> There's a discussion there. I mean, it claims to be open source, but if you've ever done an internet search of Wikipedia pseudoscience, there's a, there's someone who's deciding what needs to be marginalized. Well, yes, there, there's an administrative there's an level that I've gotten into various wars over, um, in, including, um, well, I was involved in the war over the Richard Tarnas Wikipedia page. Okay. And they, they have a Cosmos and Psyche. Yeah. Okay. Yes, and uh, he's a PhD historian and Harvard uh, certainly professor, right? Yeah, but he's at um, he works places like Esalen and um, Noetic Institute, I think. So he's kind of a professor on sort of like the sort of outsider art level Got of it. the university. Got a foot in both worlds. Yeah, and uh, and they, and they sideline astrology. They 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 go out of their way to sideline astrology. They start calling things pseudoscience. So there's an aphorism that on important subjects you can't trust Wikipedia. You can trust it on the bullshit. Totally, thousand percent. Yeah. Hexane I mean, molecule. Very nice. I mean, all you have to do is look at who funds them. And again, that goes back to like me recognizing patterns. But that's a shortcut that I take. Well, but it's also part of the resource, right? It's it's in there. You can also go to the talk page. The talk page is also very interesting. Wikipedia has a talk. Every page has a talk page mm -hmm. where the admins and the editors and the readers slug it out, and and have uh, and have the you know have a have a real conversation. Yeah. I was also in a war with them on World Trade Center Seven. I got into a major war on World Trade Center Seven. Thank you for so, your efforts. So, for example, you're welcome. And so, for example, they were. 
they were trying to dismiss Larry Silverstein making the comment to the fire chief reported on public television that they pulled the, it. We pulled it. Pull it. Yeah. Uh, I got terrible loss of life. From uh, his own actually, voice. Let's just pull it. Yeah. You could yeah. see him speaking. Oh, uh, pull it. What does that mean? How long does it take to pull a building? Ooh, what? 46 floors. Oh, it'll. So I've spent a lot of time figuring out, oh, how long does it take to set up a building with like, you know, 28 whatever main beams and 46 floors and all this? So that would take months to set that up for controlled demolition. You'd have to empty it. Okay. Well, then he made it sound like, you know, you, you, you know, you're, you're making scrambled oh, eggs. So you get a bad <laughs> egg, you throw it out, you open a new egg. Right. And we watched the building fall down. We said, pull it. And then we watched the building fall down. So Wikipedia's position is he meant pull the search and rescue operation. Mm. That's the official Wikipedia position. That's the Silverstein backup position. Pull it really meant pull the SIR team. Well, what's so interesting is that we're dithering over interpretations, egregious though they may be, right? It's like it, we're leaving the realm of facts to how an individual subjective mind chooses to interpret those No, facts. no, let's, let's take it apart. The term pull it means demolish the building. Oh, that's a legit That's definition. a term out of control demolition. Pull okay. it means now pull I'm the building. I'm looking it up. Well, you have to do some deeper research. You have to go to some dictionaries. But to pull the building means to demolish it because they used to pull them over. I mean, it seemed pretty clear from that interview that we did. It, it wasn't a, like a fuzzy gray area, what he was talking about. No, but they walked it back the next day when it came out on PBS. Right. And everyone tried to claim that he meant pull the search and rescue operation. But that's not the landlord's job. The, the fire commander determines who's in the building and when. As far as I know, there was not much of a search and rescue operation. There was nobody in the, in the building. Right. So you might not know any of this if you, if you didn't really peel it back a, a lot of layers and start to look at definitions of terms and how long it takes to set up a skyscraper for controlled demolition. Right. You know, to, to demolish an ordinary chimney takes a day to set up a day, a day. That's a long time. That's a long time. And that's like one piece Just a of chimney. a larger structure. The chimney compared to the whatever building, whatever the bank who owned it or rented it was called. So it's like, well, if it took a day, then did that day begin before 8, 8.50 in the morning, 8.46 in the morning? Or did it begin after 8.46 in the morning? When did they start rigging the building with... Uh, with uh, with uh, with explosives, right? So to understand, actually understand anything takes a lot of work. Yeah. It, and 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 then you need experience with these bureaucracies to some extent to to understand the the nature of what it means. For example, that 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 if if the demolition of World Trade Center Seven was planned, that's checkmate on their entire scenario. Right. Because their whole scenario was based on a surprise attack scenario. That's that's the official story. The right. conspiracy of 19 Muslims and so forth, most of whom came from the United Arab Emirates and Saudi Arabia, mm -hmm. are friends. Right. And then we're bombing Afghanistan? Right. There wasn't a single Afghani involved? 
Yeah. So, this is hard work. Yeah. I appreciate your efforts. But it, it's a Zen discipline in a way. It, it is like the search for God. You can't just conclude God is that, that, and God is that, that, and then you give you open up a church and people throw money in the basket and you must be right. Well, I think it also speaks to like a level of humility, patience, sustained gratification. I think a lot of people who are analyzing what's going on, like have a thought, want to get it out, want to get feedback for getting out. It takes so much discipline and restraint to just stay in the figuring out of the truth while getting no attention or accolade, you know, or dopamine hits for it. Yeah. No, quite the opposite. It really, it, it's really like reassembling broken glass sometimes. Right. Um, and, and this is not a, this is not a popular activity right now. It's, it's, really not not. A po- it's much better to just open up your stream and start yakking. Well, and it's also kind of thankless given our current culture and like how truth tellers are treated, what's happened in journalism. I mean, I know you've kept Planet Waves going for a while, which is very impressive. Started, I incorporated in 03 and put the website up in 98. It's awesome. And started the column in 95. It's awesome. I know that you only have an hour and I do want to get into half truths because it's so freaking topical. I can go, right I can go a little longer. So, okay, great. so um, where, where would you begin the discussion? We're, we're already in the discussion, right? We're already oh, in we're the discussion of. Yeah, we're in it. I mean, you and I have been talking behind the scenes about this and trading notes a little bit, but I'm watching it kind of come to a head in the quote unquote health freedom community. I saw it. Two weeks ago, when Tessa Lena interviewed Charles Eisenstein, and there was some deriding of accusations of controlled opposition and the suggestion that we all need to stay unified regardless. And then I saw the same idea reiterated from Mickey Willis in the Plandemic 3 trailer that just came out. And there's an aspect of me that respects that, but there's another aspect that's like, but if people are lying or have conflicts of interest or acting as Trojan horses, now it seems there's this kind of like internal policing around that, which just creates more confusion. Well, no one's working with an editor. Let's, let's, let's go, let's start there. We're calling things journalism, but journalism is a systemic process by an organization. Yep. Even a freelance writer is going to go through a, a process with the editorial team and their Correct. content is going to be run through fact checkers who are not external. The whole concept of fact checking has been completely bastardized. Fact checking is an internal operation prior to publication. It's a verification to make sure the story is kosher. Yep. Okay, so even in a in the case of freelance journalism, there's there's going to be fact checking uh, that, that happens. What we what we're seeing now on all these vlogs, blogs, casts, and pods, and this and that is that there's no, no one is in a in a editorial authority position, and so anyone can pretty much say anything that they that they want, and th- th- that's it. Uh, somebody's going to believe it. Do you think that a lot of the half truths that we're seeing are like just well-intended good people who are being sloppy? Or do you think there's, there is some sort of controlled opposition at play? Okay. So uh, I wouldn't, we, we don't need to jump to controlled opposition 
um, right right away to um, to, to understand uh, there's understand what's happening. There's a lot of other things that can account for for what's happening. Now, when I think of half truth, the first thing that I think of uh, is uh, the the virus issue. Yep. And so this is the most important one on on the COVID situation right now. But the COVID situation now also um, re- relates to uh, the the vaccine passport uh, that's coming, the central bank digital currency that will be connected to the vaccine passport. It, it so. I mean, it seems like it's just very, to me, it's the Hegelian dialectic. If you, you cannot deny that there's a problem because then you will always need there to be a solution. How would that, how would that work in the, in the virus? So what I'm observing is that a lot of the people leading the, the quote unquote movement, and I, you know, my audience knows I have a lot of issues with movements, are squelching conversations around no virus. Well, the only reason to squelch, to squelch authentic dialogue, because if we continue to have a virus, then we'll continue to need fixes for the virus mm-hmm. that a lot of these people are funding or involved with. So again, like my, my, my mind is a suspicious mind. Right. Okay. We can also look at psychology. Yep. So where, where, where we've landed now three years into this kind of rolling ongoing, you know, virus disaster, um, is that, uh, pretty much the, 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 the concept of the lab release is now the de rigueur version of events. Well, they call it lab leak, which I think is important because that word leak doesn't sit well with me, but yes, that's what they've landed. Well, on. lab leak, lab release, lab created, gain of function. It connects to gain of function. Correct. And the 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 problem with all of this is that no one can produce any evidence whatsoever that any of this happened or that there was a thing that was released. So let's let's first go straight to that that fact pattern right there. Yep. The the second thing is that you have a a a cadre of millionaires, basically, who are pushing this theory 24 by 7. They include Dickus Biggis, they include RFK Jr., they uh, they include Malone and Bregan and um, all the all all of their kind of sycophants and Joe Rogan and all, all of them. Yep. And 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 then you have the followers. You have the the, the the people who believe, believe this and who also who are much 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 smaller but who still repeat this over and over again yep and there's going to be two sets of motives operating i think there's going to be two different kinds of motives operating financially spiritually and i think the psychological angle is extremely important so uh for example um the, the entire basis of Robert F. Kennedy's w- website is about viruses. The whole thing is about viruses. They advanced that there was, they advanced that, there, that there, it's lab released wall to wall last time I checked, first of all. They're, they're claiming lab release wall to wall, as do his sycophants. Um, we had one named, um, we had one named uh, Catherine, Catherine Watt. Okay. who was on uh, Doctors for COVID Ethics the other day. She was citing Jay Cooey, who's another sycophant of, of, of RFK, a paid contractor. And mm-hmm. they came right out and said, when I questioned her, 
I said, do you believe there was lab release? She said she thinks it was sprayed from the sky. I'm like, well, have you got any documentary evidence of that? No. And I said, what do you, can you give me a comment? Before that, I asked her for a comment on the objective reality of Christine Massey's 213 or 212 agencies of governments around the world all saying the same thing. They cannot produce a sample of this mythical virus. They can't produce a paper showing there was ever a sample found in a person. Mm -hmm. This is objective reality. People can, they, they can make compensatory statements about it. They can sing, they can dance, they can spin on their heads, they can break dance, they can do whatever they want. They can accuse Christine Massey of being very clever wordsmith when she's not. She's a very soft-spoken person who, you know, who, her, her big accomplishment previous to all this was she was very worried about fluoride. But there's nothing clever about Christine Massey. There's nothing slick about, about Christine Massey. She's just written FOIs, and she has had it, the number of responses is close to 300, but the agency count is 212. Okay. So we've got an objective fact. 212 health agencies around the world cannot produce a paper showing that anyone anywhere in the world has a sample of SARS-CoV-2 taken from a human. Right. Okay. So now where do we, so now what's RFK Jr.'s position on this? Well, as I've documented, he gives two different positions, public and private. Okay. The public position is, but, 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 he just goes round and round in circles like he's got two left shoes. I, I asked him in person and he said, well, I, uh, people are on my list try to say viruses don't exist. And I said, no, I didn't say that. I said, comment on these 213 FOIAs, 212 agencies. And he said, well, the, the agency is not required to do science and they're not required to um, you know, answer questions, which varies. They don't have to do science, but they are answering a question. But this is, this is not about whether the virus exists. This Christine Massey FOIA project is not about whether the virus exists. It's about what information were the agencies who said there was a virus working with at the time they said there was a virus. This narrows it down. This is a, this is chess, not dodgeball. Right. So that's a very specific maneuver. Yep. And, and Children's Health Defense is run by lawyers. Yep. Mary, Mary Holland is an attorney. RFK is an attorney, famous environmental attorney. And so they understand what an admission against interest is. Right. All of these governments have said, we cannot provide proof that the virus we said existed exists. The virus that we said existed, which was the basis for our shutting down society, shutting all businesses, putting people in hospitals, killing them with remdesivir and ventilators and induced comas, and moving people into care homes and shooting them full of injections. Well, we don't have any, any actual evidence of the thing we said we had. Right. That's what this is about. So what do you think, like, what do you make of RFK's positioning on this? Like, how do you make sense of that? Well, his budget went from 2.9 million in 2019 to 17 million. He's got a winning formula. But what is he trying also... to win? Like, what's the aim here? Because- winning, I... It's a fundraising, first of all, it's a fundraising formula. 
when you run a nonprofit like that, I mean, can you imagine consuming $17 million a year? No, but here's, I mean, I'm happy that you brought up RFK first and I have no beef. I don't know the guy, you know, and I, this is what I hear is like, well, to point out people's inconsistencies is to discount the good work that they've done. And I don't agree with that. Hitler liked dogs and was a vegetarian. Right. But here's the and thing. The, he built the Audubon system. There's a very nice highway system. Have you been in Germany? It's wonderful. It's gorgeous. But here's the other thing is like RFK before COVID hit was an advocate against vaccines and fought for vaccine injured awards and knows the score. But now he's in bed with Kirsch and Malone and McCullough who are all pro vaccine. And it's like, I'm not saying anyone's doing anything wrong or on the take, but I'd love an explanation for that breakdown, that that sudden shift. Thanks so much for tuning in to this latest episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. I am reminding slash thanking you to and for <laughs> clicking that subscribe button for liking, for sharing, for commenting, and for leaving some kind words as a review as you are authentically inspired. As you are receiving any value from my podcast, as you dig it, as you listen regularly, consider supporting me on Patreon and or Locals, where for as little as $5 a month, you get access to all of my second half podcast interviews, as well as oodles of bonus content. Your support really goes a long way in supporting me as a journalist and an independent content creator navigate her way through a really crunchy time in terms of free speech. And as you are wanting to learn more about my work in the world, my books, my products, my quantum languaging, coaching, and consulting, you can find me at dannycats.com as well as quantumlanguaging.com. And if you're not down with a membership patronage platform and want to send me one-time donation, you can use the Bitcoin link if it actually appears on your podcast listening platform. You could also send me a one-time donation by way of PayPal at dannycats at pm.me or by way of Venmo where my username is Sadie Bloom. Again, your support means the world and makes a massive, massive difference when it comes to continuing to share this work with the world. Thank you for sharing your sacred attention with me. Thank you for remembering that you are omniscopic amazingness and for having a rockin' day. See you next time, superstars.